This is Ashton Marcus, and I'm on location at Chance Theatre for their presentation of Anne of Green Gables. Hi, I'm Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm here with Casey Long. Uh, I am the managing director, and I was also the director of Anne of Green Gables. Uh, great. So why do you guys decide to do Anne of Green Gables? Well, we've actually done Anne of Green Gables three times before this, and uh, that's sort of an alternative during the holiday season when everybody's doing Christmas-themed shows. Uh, we do it as part of our holiday literature series, where it's an opportunity for families still to come together and celebrate togetherness, and also a story that sort of focuses on community. And it's just really has rung true with our patrons, and it's why we keep bringing it back. I think I saw Anne of Green Gables a long time ago. I think Shirley Temple was not That's how long ago was that I saw it. <laughs> uh, I'd actually only seen, um, I saw the PBS version and thought it was fantastic. Anne Fellows and uh, uh, Richard Farnsworth were very charming. Uh, but I think this show also carries a lot of charm with it. And the simplicity of it and also the theatricality that we were able to bring into the story, I think, makes it a unique and, uh, you know, intimate experience. Actually, uh, one thing I liked about it was that it was a story about strong women. Mm -hmm. Because, again, you, you, it's just hard to find literature with strong women in there. Oh, absolutely. Especially classical literature. <laughs> right, and I think that's one reason why you know, Anne Shirley has remained relevant and popular for, like, it's been 120 years or something like that since the show has been around, uh, since the story has been around, and it's been adapted into operas and anime cartoons and you know it keeps getting done and keeps getting revisited because the story is about a girl who is like skinny and freckled but comes in this community and sort of opens the eyes of these people you know i think it's very interesting in this story the first act there's sort of this old order you know that there's the sunday school teacher and the teacher and they're sort of grumpy and the reverence for getting all his lines like he can't do his sermons and with the arrival of Anne Shirley everything starts to change and people's eyes start to open wider to the world around and it's like goes beyond just Avonlea they're talking about women's right to vote they're talking about you know this whole awakening that's happening and it coincides with Anne Shirley's journey and she's just so precocious and charming and a big dreamer and who just never gives up and she's so intelligent and her connections and her love that she has for people and for a home because we can never forget that this show is about an orphan you know who finds this home and that's a connection that i think we all could just really relate to yeah, i agree because basically it's it's not a story just for little women it's not like a little right. kid's story it's a story for the whole family and actually men will enjoy it too i think so too you know and we have a number of men it's funny i mean i obviously we see lots of uh women come or little girls coming out and you know they're wiping their eyes but occasionally i get the guy too who's like trying not to show it but he's you know wiping a little tear out of his eye towards the end and i think there's a connection there too but because it's a universal story. I mean, especially in the relationship with Matthew and Anne. I mean, it's such a... This man is so full of love, um, but he's a bachelor. You know, he doesn't have a family outside of Marilla, so he doesn't have any way to, like, you know, express it. And through Anne, like, he has this connection with this other human that's so simple and so pure and just so beautiful. And I think that any man in the audience who has... A connection like with a daughter or with you know a niece or any you know the kind of relationship like that is just immediately gonna like lose his heart to this show 
That's beautiful. Okay. As a director, one of your hardest jobs is actually casting. What do you look for in your casting? Well, you know, it's you try to identify like what the big picture is of a character. And then you find the actors who can bring that big picture and then bring that something extra. That so many times is pretty undefinable, but it's just naturally there with people. You know, that they carry a trait about them that you couldn't teach someone else to do. You could try, you know, and I'm sure there's actors out there who could come in and transform, but everybody has an innate quality about them. Like our Anne Shirley has this sense of humor that also carries with it this underlying truth and honesty that her humor comes from a place of just being so earnest. And it's, it's something that, I mean, you could train, you could really try to get someone to do that or you just find the right person. Uh, Marilla is able to just find the stillness in her and that undercurrent of there's emotional, emotions broiling in there, but you can't see them yet. And so when they actually come out, it's just such a rewarding an experience. And just, and then, of course, you have to look for chemistry. Like, I, I auditioned, as soon as I sort of started figuring out who I was leaning towards with Anne, I had her read with Gilbert, I had her read with Diana, I had her read with Matthew, and I was trying to find that chemistry, that connection as well that sometimes it's just naturally there. Like when they walk in the door, these two people look like they've been friends. Her and Diana were like hanging out and had like cute little nicknames for each other and such like during the first week of rehearsal. And that's just something that a director, no matter how hard you try, can actually force an actor to do. So casting is almost about just having the patience to find people that are going to make your story like more than it already is. Yeah, I was very impressed by your supporting cast, the entire ensemble, because again, like like you know, you you, you look at some of the matron, the matrons, the old elderly ladies, they look like they stepped right out of the book. Yeah, absolutely. And Sherry Domarego, who's a resident artist here, and she plays Rachel Lind and Aunt Josephine. She like just she just found this very proper, you know, a character like the the town gossip. She just like fit right into it and like that was not even me that was just like she just found it right away and you know of course I have this ensemble who I have four people who play multiple roles in this show and they're all like I, I drilled them like it's like okay you got to find like a different characteristic different characteristic and that to their credit they kept pushing themselves harder and harder so that that if just seeing them stand there, you could be like, oh, that's the professor. Oh, that's the teacher. Oh, that's, you know. And and that's a trick and that's a quality, but that pays off when an audience is sort of along for the ride and they understand. It's like, oh, that was the same guy, but now he's French, you know. And it's, or that's the same guy, but now he's the younger uh, reverend. And, like, things are changing and keep growing. And, it just becomes a really fun ride that everybody feels like they're sharing. Okay. Well, I really enjoyed the play because I thought it was very true to the story. And uh, as for a musical, though, I, uh, basically I, f I felt the music was more of a score than it was like, we're doing a musical. Come for the songs. What do you think? Well, I think that the show, uh, I think the songs are simple and they're charming. Um, I believe that they're there to sort of support the show. 
Uh, but I think it's the story. I think that it's the story, it's the performances, and it's the themes about community and the themes about family and themes about home that what everybody's really going to connect with. Um, I believe that our actors bring a lot to the musical numbers, uh, but no, it's not a it's not a showstopper like uh, like Wicked or something like that. But it's not trying to be either. It's not like a show that goes out there to be like, look at our big musical numbers, and you're like, eh. It's like we're a simple show. We have a piano. We don't have a orchestra. You know, this is more of a. It should feel like you're coming here as part of a community to share this experience with other members of your community. And hopefully if you leave with that experience, then we've done our job. Yeah. Well, once again, I really enjoyed the play. I enjoyed the story of Anna Green Gables. Thank you very much for being on the show. Hi, I'm Ashton Marcus with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And I'm here with... Alan Corcoran. I uh, play the piano and I'm the station master. Great. So what do you think about the music? Uh, what, what kind of style do you think goes uh, uh, this type of music is? It's very simple. It kind of goes with the times. In fact, many of the songs, the music is actually in the public domain. There's a few songs, the Charlottetown Rag, and there's, uh, you know, I Dare You and God's in His Heaven that were uh, original. But uh, obviously, Jesus Loves Me and School Days were uh, songs that had already been written. So they're a little bit of a mix of folk music and original music, but not very complicated score. Uh, so basically, do you think, uh, just your opinion, do you think uh, Anna Green Gables was a good music? Because it was a great, it was a great book, and basically as a stage play, it was, it was fine by itself. Do you think, uh, do you think, uh, it, do you think it was uh, appropriate for to be a musical? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's really not for me to say, but I, I, I think in this play you'll find the music is maybe not dominant. You know, it's not like a Sondheim play where people are going for you know just mostly for the music and not so much for the story. There's a lot of story in this, and the music is more of a supporting role, I would say, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll agree with you. But again, you know, at least it didn't, dis it didn't distract from the story. I mean, it, again, it's not here for the music. It was pleasant. It was more like a, a more like a, a score, a background score. Yeah, I, if if you listen carefully, like a lot of the songs are only maybe a minute or so long. Um, there's a couple, you know, Gilbert's song is a baby, a couple minutes. The Charlottetown Rag, which is like a big number, is only two and a half minutes. But uh, a lot of the pieces are just two pages of score. There's only 91 pages of score in the whole thing, and so a lot of it is just to add a little bit more, you know, to move the story along. Um, there's some emotional moments, you know, with Matthew and, um, uh, you know, the church songs kind of uh, fit in with that. But it, it's very much a supporting role, I think, rather than the main, the main deal. <laughs> thank you very much for being on the show. All right. Thank you for, uh, thank you for coming. We really appreciate it. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm here with... Angela Griswold. I am a local Orange County actress. Um, this is kind of like my second like regional professional thing. I'm playing Anne Shirley in Anne of Green Gables at the Chance Theater in Anaheim. She She's a talker, for sure. She does not stop. Um, she's so sincere. She's, of course, like this classic literary figure. Um, but there's just so much heart and honesty in her character, and she's such a joy to be able to play every night. <laughs> 
I actually like the way you played it. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a journey for sure. <laughs> Trying to find that right balance of definitely keeping true to who she is without it being too much because she's, uh, she's very dramatic. <laughs> she's very expressive. Yeah, I definitely felt you were coming towards the edge, but I also noticed that the audience wasn't starting to laugh because usually when you go over the edge, they start to laugh. They were still very quiet, paying attention, very focused. So again, and I, inside the story, I see how it was written that it just had to be like that. Yeah, yeah, you definitely had to listen to her. Everyone in town had to listen, the audience has to listen, because she kind of just barrels through everything. She's like a train coming through this city, and if you're not paying attention, you'll miss like the sweet nuances to her as a person. One thing I like about it also is it's, it's a story about women, for young women, because you, you don't see stories like that, especially in that uh, time period. Yeah, that was what was so amazing about it, is especially Anne, you know, she's very determined to get an education and make her adoptive parents proud and I think that's really really inspiring especially for some of our younger audience members who come and see like they get inspired to buy the books and they see that you know you can be kind of this strong woman and you know love to be learning but also like have relationships and um, there's no negativity to the situation it's wonderful. Do you think it was really true? I mean, because I'm not a, I'm not a woman. I, I didn't grow up as a woman and all that. But do you think it was, this is actually a, a reflection of real life? Um, I would say so, especially in today's society. Probably not so much then. Because, um, you know, there's like the Jane Austen type figures where the women are very strong. And But I feel that that was more of an outlet for women at the time. But nowadays, I feel that so many more women are coming forward and being secure in themselves and in their positions, whether it's like even if they're proud to just be a stay-at-home mom or someone who is in charge and has their own business. I think it's a beautiful thing. I really do. So do you think at the end of the story, were you satisfied with the fact that she gave up her, uh, her dream? I mean, what's, what's your opinion? She definitely struggles with it, and I think it's very inspired that you know, she was an orphan her whole life and she comes to this place and it becomes her world and I mean to choose not to give that up over pursuing what she loves. I'm in awe of her to make that decision. <laughs> Once again, I really enjoyed the play and also I feel that because it was such a classic too, I think, yeah. I think it was very true to the classic. It's something that people could, people could go to for entertainment, for education and also I like this as a Christmas play too because there's other plays that have been done to death. A Christmas Carol has been done to death. It's a Wonderful Life has been done to death. But I don't think that many people have seen Anne of Green Gables. No, and it's really, really just amazing to see that all these kids come in and, you know, like I said earlier, they pick up the books and they, it's something that's not told very often, but they're, for the holidays, there's so much love in this piece and I think that's what connects to people. Um, and it's, you know, it's definitely not one that's been performed at least not here in the United States very often. It's huge in Canada. So if you love it in Canada, you'll love it here. If you've never heard of it, I'm sure you'll love it. <laughs> it's just, it's sweet, and it, it brings people closer together. Well, again, I loved your performance. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is Ashton Marcus with KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm here with... Xavier Watson. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I started acting there. I've been doing this for a little over 10 years, and um, it sort of brought me all the way out here to L.A., and I've been fortunate enough to keep doing theater uh, whenever I'm not doing anything in TV and film, so it's just to keep the, keep the acting chops up. I play Gilbert Blythe. 
Gilbert is, um, he's um, probably the most popular guy in school. Uh, he's a class clown, a little bit of a bully. But uh, this will sound weird, but he can afford to be the class clown because uh, he's also the smartest kid in the class, so he always gets his work done. Um, he has high ambitions for himself, and he jokes around with all of the girls. Like, I mean, if this was set today, it'd be who. <laughs> but, um, you know, like all the girls in the class like him. And, uh, you know, it's not until Anne comes along that, you know, he sort of meets his match because uh, the other girls are not really up to par with him. So there's a bit of a challenge there, and Gilbert's not used to being challenged. Well, first of all, A, I liked your performance. I, I actually, I, I really liked your singing, too. You're actually a very good, talented singer. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I've been working on it. Last, last production I did um, that required me to sing was Hairspray here at The Chance a few months ago. Or played seaweed. So, uh. Okay, now the hard question about this. This is actually a play about women, and you actually would represent. If this were a, if this were reversed around, it was a play about man. There would be this beautiful woman who's the only reason she's there is she's got to be beautiful, and the guy has to win her. That's you. You're the beautiful woman. And the the question I like to ask a girl, but I really don't ask them. How does that feel? Is this a challenging enough role for you? I mean, are you because you're really not acting a whole lot? So, what do you think about that? Um, well, I think I think for me the most challenging thing was uh, playing a 12-year-old. You know, um, it's uh, I just had to keep reminding myself. You know, before the show starts, it's like, okay, you're 12. You're not. You know, there's certain things that you can't know the answer to yet, especially in. Uh, the solo that Gilbert has where he's singing through his frustrations of why he feels this way about a girl because he's never felt this way about a girl before and it's getting him off his game um, and so he's trying to figure that out as a 12 year old now as a you know 22 year old now you know I'm like okay I understand what these feelings are but he doesn't um, but uh, the the story itself is it's it's about a young girl who um, she has a, a terrific imagination and yes yeah, she might talk a lot and she's very impulsive but there's just something about her that people fall in love with and it's probably because she's so open and, and, and she cares about everything and everybody and I think that's probably one of the main messages you get out of the show is that. Um, you know, being open and being kind to everybody can really change, you know, change people's hearts, I guess. Yeah. One question I always wanted to ask you, because, you know, we, we've interviewed uh, before. Um, when, I, when I take a look at the, uh, the you're an African-American, mm -hmm. and I go to theaters, like only like 5% of all theater actors I ever see are African-American. Why is that? Well, um, one of the things that's interesting with uh, this particular version of um, Anne of Green Gables, this is the fourth time that the chance is doing it, um, Gilbert, is. there's never really been a black person in the show before. So um, this was a little different having Gilbert being African-American in the show. Um, and with audience response, it, it, it doesn't cross their mind. It's like, oh, she's white, he's black, it doesn't matter. You know, the love story is what, um, and the innocence of them being children is, is what I think people really resonate, which is why 
they've done this show four times and we get so many people to come see it is because it's a love story and there's that innocence of you being children where it didn't matter like oh I'm hanging with white people or I'm hanging with black people or whatever you know it's like you know it doesn't matter you know but in terms of you know diverse casting um, it, it starts with the writing but with pieces like this um, where it's not really stated um, you know kind of um, I won't say mess with it but you can take some liberties with it and and, and it, it'll work because it's the story that people are, are interested in again I love the performance I love your acting uh, so thank you very much for being on the show. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, man. I appreciate it. Hi, this is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm here with... Brian Weagle. I'm 21. I do theater in my free time. I'm actually a marketing major, but this is my first show at The Chance. I've done a lot of shows in the past. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I played Charlie Sloan. He was kind of like, kind of the bully of the friend group and, and stuff like that. Yeah, he was kind of the troublemaker, the class clown. A marketing major. So basically, uh, do you do this just as a hobby, or do you really want to aspire to become a, a real working actor where this is all you do? Um, you know, I kind of, it kind of started off as a hobby, but like every show I do more and more, and like as my, I hone my skills more, I kind of think that it is what I want to do with my life, you know? So it's kind of been developing more and more. Yeah. So uh, do you think this was something that was innate, something you were born with, or is it something you just started to develop um, I think over the past year, I've been working really, really hard on, on it, especially my singing. Um, definitely wasn't born with it. <laughs> my mom and dad are both terrible singers. They'll tell you the same thing. Um, so, but yeah, I guess I've been working really hard on it. Well, definitely wasn't born with it. Because yeah, that's actually something I'm fascinated with. I'm actually trying to figure out what an artist really is. A lot of your fellow uh, actors, they start when they're like five. Yeah. And, you know, they're just born different from They're either born singing or they're born dancing. They just can't stop doing it. But... Also, every now and then I hear about one person or two in which basically they say they don't believe that. No. You know, I think everyone has a story to tell for sure, but I do think that every person is different and some people are born just to be a star and they have just that innate natural talent that, you know, they walk in a room and you're like, boom, who's that? And I also think there's other people who, um, you know, work on it every day and, you know, really put in that effort to it to make, to match those people. So what do you think about community theater? Because, again, it's something where you don't get paid, and it's something you've got a day job, a marketing guy sure. or something like yeah. that. And it's something you just, you just do to blow off a little steam or something that you just do because you love. You know, I think you summed it up right there. We, we do it because we love it. Um, you know, even if we don't get paid, I think, um, you know, the experience itself is kind of the payment. You know, um, we do it because we love it and we're up there and we're performing and those lights and the songs and we love it all. We love every second of it. We love the audiences. You know, that's the payment, you know. It's, it's just fun. We do it because we love it. Okay. <laughs> so what do you think of the performance of Anne of Green Gables? I've, I loved every second of it. Um, I actually didn't know the story that well once I was, like, um, when I auditioned. But, um, you know, I got the call saying I got the role, and I was like, okay, I should probably, uh, I should probably read the books and stuff. And I, I, read, I read the first two books, and I, um, I watched, like, the TV movie they made and absolutely fell in love with the story, fell in love with Anne, fell in love with everyone. And I was like, oh, my God, I am so happy and so blessed to be a part of this project because it is so wonderful, and it's so cute. It's so darn cute. <laughs> I think everyone loves this tale. It's so old, and everyone knows it. Yeah, well, I liked it a lot too. I, because I saw it's also a classic, and I, I like classics myself. Yeah. It's hard to find classics in which basically are really uh, for women, in which aren't 
how should I put this? They're classical women, but they aren't just only for women. Men can enjoy it too. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's true also. Um, I mean, you know, it's about this girl who is so strong and so hard-headed, and um, she kind of just takes down everyone in her way, but, like, in a good way. And um, I, think, I think we really appreciate that, you know, a strong woman. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much for being on the show. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for seeing it. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm here with... Uh, Jim Gittles. I've done about 15 or 20 of these shows. This is my first time at The Chance, though, so I'm very happy to be an Anne of Green Gables. Great. And which character did you play? Well, my character is called Man One. I play four different characters, so it's kind of a stretch for me. <laughs> so what do you think about Thank the story so of Green Gables? I think it's very touching and heartwarming, and this production is guaranteed to bring a tear to everyone's eye. I particularly like the story because, again, I like stories with strong women. And, and again, yeah. you usually don't see stories about strong little girls. Especially from this time period. It's set in the Victorian era when women were supposed to sit back and take a more traditional role. And Anne doesn't stand for that. She plows right ahead and does what she thinks is right and usually works out for the best for her. Yeah. And it, even, I, I think, actually, again, there's some women's stories that I really don't get a whole lot. But I really did get this one. But I also think, again, me being a man, I, I, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but I think it's actually true to the life of a woman. Well, I, I think uh, they're probably, when they're, when they're held back, they probably resist that. And <laughs> not being a woman, I don't really know for sure. Okay. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. Quite welcome. Thank you. And of Green Gables will be playing at Chance Theater from November 27th to December 27th. For more information, go to chancetheater.com or theorangecurtainrev.com.